Hi, it's Sarah. Justin will be back next week. We're the Christ-centered couple, and this is Forgive Everyone for Everything, Every Day, Right Away. Welcome. Let's start out with the forgiveness prayer. Holy Spirit, is there someone that we haven't forgiven? Would you help us to remember that now? And as the Holy Spirit brings that to your mind, go ahead and forgive them right now. Tell them out loud, just to yourself, if you can speak the words privately, exactly what you forgive them for. Be very detailed and specific. Don't hold back. It can be something factual, something someone said or did, or it can be something you have perceived in your mind that feels true to you. Big or small, recent or in the past, nothing is off limits or insignificant here. Be totally honest with yourself. Tell them what you're forgiving them for. This is where you may want to pause if this takes some time. And remember, the person you may need to forgive may be you. Now, as you have forgiven, you are forgiven. As you have released them, you are released. And we place the cross of Jesus between you and them. Darkness, you no longer have authority to torment us with that. Now take a deep breath and let it go. Just let it go. And now I want you to speak a blessing over that person. Just bless them. Tell them what you bless them for. You know better than anyone right now what they need blessings for. Bless them to hear from God. Bless them to listen to God, to be obedient to God, to walk into their destiny on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I wanted to hop on and talk with you a little bit about story versus fact (laughs) and what this has to do with forgiveness. I had originally planned this week on getting into feelings and emotions, and I have a lot to say about that, and we'll probably take a couple episodes in the next two or three weeks to dive into that, but I wanted to have Justin here with me to do that for for his perspective. But today, I thought it would be good to talk about story versus fact because yesterday I had an experience I want to share with you about story versus fact and what it has to do with our thoughts and our emotions and our forgiveness. So story versus fact, when you've got something that you're upset about that's bothering you that you need to forgive, I learned about this concept about taking that step back and uh, and evaluating the situation and pulling out the facts versus my story about it. And what I mean by that is, so let's say, and I'll give you my example in just a sec, but let's say something happened, somebody did something, somebody said something, this event happened, or you got a text. And that's a great example. Let's say you got a text and you read this text And your mind kind of goes a little haywire with it. (laughs) You take this text. The fact of of that story is just the words, the words of the text. Everything else, everything you're thinking about it, everything you're assuming about it, your, um, your thoughts about it, that's all the story. And the story part, is all optional. 
everything that we think, everything that we choose to think is optional. It's not true. It's not factual. It's just maybe how we think, how we believe, maybe some belief systems we've been brought up with that feel very true to us. Um, Maybe it's, you know, something we're pulling from the past, maybe a thought pattern that we haven't broken, that we haven't taken a look at. So, so here's my example for you today about that, because I think that we all do this. (laughs) I certainly hope I'm not the only one that does this. You know, something will happen and then we just start going through that journey in our mind, you know, kind of like all those, well, what ifs and, um, well, it must be this, it must be that. Um, And we go through these scenarios of either what happened in the past, what's currently happening, what's going to happen in the future. And all of it is just a story that we're telling ourselves in our minds. And if we entertain this story, have you ever just like come up with a bunch of what ifs in your head and you think about them so much And you start actually having like true, honest, you know, feelings and emotions around this story that are affecting your day. And all of this is, is something that's going on in your brain. Didn't actually happen, but man, you go through all these stories and it feels true. It feels real. And your brain, if you do this to your brain, doesn't really know the difference. You know, you have to, you know, you have sort of that that primal part of your brain, that animal part of your brain, and it goes goes to the story and all of a sudden you start feeling really anxious even though nothing's actually happened and you're like kind of start freaking out and sometimes you can even have physical responses like your your heart starts beating faster, your tummy is like kind of doing butterflies and flip-flops and nothing's actually happened. It's all a story you're telling yourself in your head. And until you engage that human part of your brain, that thinking, you know, prefrontal cortex part of your brain to be like, whoa, nothing's actually happened here. Everybody's okay. Everyone's fine. Then it's like, okay, you can get a grip. So my example, well, one example I I sort of thought of here just now, it's kind of like that moment when you're, on a, let's say you're on a roller coaster and you're feeling anxious, maybe a little scared, maybe a little excited. There's part of you, part of your brain that's going, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. You know, when we, when we come over that, you know, you're click, click, clicking up the thing and then you go over the edge and there's that little part of you that thinks like, this is it, you know, but then, you know, like in your thinking part of your brain, like, it's just a ride. I'm going to be okay. And so that's, you know, that's when you engage that part of your brain and be like, you know, this isn't real. Um, this isn't life threatening. At least we, we hope it's not. I suppose there's a chance on a roller coaster, but for the most part, it's not life threatening. Uh, the other thought thing I thought of, you know, if you're, if you're in a, uh, or watching a scary movie, and something really scary is about to happen and there's so much tension and drama and you're like really in it and you're you know on the edge of your seat and you feel all these emotions but you know it's all fake it's it's just a movie 
you know, Justin will laugh at me and make fun of me because I do get really into movies. Like if something exciting happens, like I'll actually talk to the characters and be like, oh my gosh, you know, or I'll jump um, if something happens. And Justin sits there and he always chuckles at me because he's like, you know, it's just a movie, right? (laughs) I'm like, of course, but I'm like in it, I'm in it. I'm in the story. You know, I'm crying when they're crying. I'm laughing when they're laughing and I'm scared when they're scared. So sometimes we do this in real life. So here's my example for you. Yesterday, I got out of my car to walk my dog. It's just me, me and my dog and my phone. And I had about an hour to kill. And so I'm getting out of my car. I'm fussing with the leash. I'm, you know, making sure my car is locked. I'm getting my keys in my pocket. I've got my phone. I've got my headphones, getting all that together. And I'm trying to download a song on iTunes. It was a worship song, uh, The Blessing by Carrie Job. Listen to it. It's amazing. Um, so I'm trying to buy that song on iTunes so I can add it to my playlist and listen to some worship songs while I'm walking. And I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I don't know what I did. I hit something in my phone that turned it into like, it went into some sort of accessibility mode where I I had to double tap everything in order to get anything to work. And it was like talking to me in this weird voice. It was almost like in this weird emergency mode all of a sudden. And I couldn't get it to do anything. And it was so frustrating. And at some point, like it wouldn't even take my once I figured out how to double tap everything and try to enter my code so I could get into it and turn this mode off in settings, it wouldn't take my code. It kept telling me my code was wrong. I couldn't get it to do face ID, all of these things. And so at one point, it just started calling 911. And I couldn't even get it to stop calling 911. I'm trying to hit the hang up button and finally it hung up and then this this timer pops up on my phone. It's like 10, 9, 8, and it's counting down. It says your emergency contacts are going to be notified. So I was like, oh boy. So of course, my husband, Justin, is my emergency contact. And then I have another emergency contact in there, my children's father. So the countdown goes, it says it's a not- notified my emergency contacts. I'm like, great. You know, I can't text them. I can't call them. I can't do anything with my phone to let them know, hey, I'm okay. Um, I could hear notifications coming through. So I could hear texts coming through on my phone. So I heard, I have certain sounds for certain people. So I heard my kid's dad text me. So I, I assumed he got the notification. And then... About a minute later, I got a phone call. So later on, I learned that he tried to call me and it went straight to voicemail. But for whatever reason, my daughter was able to call. She called. I was able to answer it and let her know that to let her dad know that, no, everything was fine. I was just had completely messed up my phone. We hung up and I'm just walking and I'm just like what's going on here? You know, just getting a little very stressed out (laughs) about the whole thing because, you know, so stressful. You know, we rely on our phones so much. Um, Worrying about reaching my kids, worrying about what Justin might be thinking. 
And then I knew Justin was with a client. He was um, working out with someone. And so I thought, well, maybe he doesn't even have his phone on him right now and hadn't seen his emergency um, that I had, that had happened. And, you know, as I assumed that he got the same text that my kid's dad got. So about 20 minutes into my walk, I could hear his texts coming through. So I was like, oh, I can't text him back. I can't let him know. Um, I don't know if he's trying to call. So I just kind of assumed. So I started playing out this story in my head. Okay, he's wondering if I've called 911. He's wondering if I'm okay. He'll probably call the kids. They'll tell him I'm fine. You know, I kept getting, I could hear his texts coming through, etc., etc. But I just assumed, you know, I went through all that in my head of what I thought he would probably do, right? So then I get home and um, I'm home and I get back to my kids and I get get online on my computer. I get working on how to fix my phone. And I asked my kids, have you heard from Justin? And they said, no. And I said, he hasn't called or texted to see if everything's okay. And they're like, nope. So then in my head, I'm like, how rude. He doesn't care about me. Why isn't he like worried about what's happening? If I got a text that my spouse had called 911, I'd be freaking out. I would be, you know, doing everything I could to try to find well, what's going on. You know, so I, I went through this whole horrible, like, scenario in my head of how my own husband didn't love me or care about me because he wasn't frantically trying to find out if I was okay. I spent the entire day being tormented by these thoughts because I forgot who I was in that moment. If I had, you know, if I had had more loving thoughts about him and been more, you know, compassionate and more curious about, and we're going to, we're going to talk about those things in my next episode, being compassionate and curious, but if I had been able to remember who I was, remember who he is, I wouldn't have gone down that just horrible, negative rabbit hole of a story I was telling myself in my head about the whole scenario. So later on that evening, you know, then I had to take the kids to the gym. I was gone for several hours, had to leave my home phone at home, plugged into the computer, doing all of its restoring, resetting that it needed to do. So I get home very late, like 7.30, which is late for me. And he'd already been home. And I, you know, got home and he was outside messing around, working out and um, didn't say a word about any of it. (laughs) I'm immediately like even more annoyed. And he already knew I kind of didn't feel good that day. So he was very cautiously approaching me like, are you okay? Are you ready to go to bed? You know, and I had to kind of pull him aside into, into, into private, into our room. And I said, so did you get that text today about me calling 911? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He never even got the text, never even got it. So not only did he never get it, of course, he never had the chance 
to find out if I was okay. So all day long, I spent feeling terrible because I was telling myself a story about everything that had unfolded. All of it, a story in my head. So I had to apologize to my husband for assuming that he'd gotten it and, you know, assuming all the things that I had assumed that day. And I had to, I had to really sit for a while in the, you know, I had to sit privately. I was away from everyone in the house. Just, I was in my bathroom, just sitting there kind of decompressing from all those thoughts, finding, finding that, you know, love inside of me again, forgiving myself for falling into that trap of going down that rabbit hole of story, just icky negative story that, that caused me to feel the way that I felt that that story in my head, those negative thoughts caused me to feel, you know, unloved that day. And, and in turn, I took that and I chose to be unloving, you know, had nothing to do with the emergency text and everything to do with my thoughts about it. My thoughts about it made me feel the way I felt. And then I took those emotions and I obeyed them. I obeyed my emotions and I let it cause me to act in a way that is not how I want to show up. And so we're going to talk more next week about what that looks like. So now that you have an idea of like story versus fact and taking, you know, being able to take a step back and look at it from that perspective, next time we're going to talk more about those emotions, obeying those emotions, not obeying those emotions. What does that look like? We're going to talk about what I call the five C's, Christ, confidence, compassion, curiosity, and commitment. We're going to talk about emotional childhood versus emotional adulthood. We're going to talk about how to feel, what feelings actually are, how to feel them, and what to do about it. So I look forward to that. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a blessed week and forgive everyone for everything, every day, right away. Bye-bye.